Welcome to X to Interact. X. X to Interact. X to Interact. You're listening to X to Interact. Welcome to episode 38 of X to Interact. My name is Gaff, and I'm here with Sam, Steven, Eric in a shiny new 2022 year and with a brand new logo and layout. Shout out to Sam and Steven for workshopping the new aesthetic. Hope it gives a new, refreshing vibe for the new year. Because, in my opinion, it looks awesome. Uh, for our first episode of the new year, we're going to definitively decide our own game of the year for 2021. Each of us, we're going to run through our, our top five games that we played last year. Obviously ending in our favorite game of all time for that year. But first, before we get to that, guys, what have we been playing over the holiday break? I have been absolutely hooked on Dragon Age Origins <laughs> and Dragon Age 2 because I beat Origins and then I started 2 and man, I love those games way more than I remember. Um, I feel like I give a, a lot of credit to like Mass Effect being my favorite like RPG series, but holy shit, I love Dragon Age as well. Um, yeah, wow. I'm almost, I'm at like the very end of Dragon Age 2, so I'll be definitely moving on to Inquisition soon. Um, other than that, I think, well, I think that might, I'm trying to think of, it's been a long time since our last episode, so I don't remember what I played, what else yes. I played since then. <laughs> I think it jumped into Fall Guys for a night. That was wild, Why? because, because <laughs> that game's great. And also, Maybe. they had Jack Skellington costumes. So oh, yeah, I got yeah, this yeah. Jack Skellington Santa Claus costume, Brilliant. and I'm pumped. Yeah, didn't they have an um, event where, like, all the crossover costumes came back or something? Well, I don't know. Wouldn't surprise remember, me. I can't remember what, where I saw that at. I forget. Have. I think maybe it was the Nintendo Indies event, I think, where they showed that. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good-ass time, that game. Um. It's wild every time I jump back in because I jump back in like once every like four months and there's a slew of new mini games that I see in the <laughs> in like the scroll through wheel and I just keep getting the fucking same ones over and over again. The fucking old ones. I don't understand it. Me, my friend made a joke that they just make fake. They just make PNGs of fake levels that they don't actually make that just yeah. go through the, the that you can see in the rotation, but aren't ever going to actually land on them. Um, I think that could be true. Who knows? But yeah, other than that, I think that, I think that's it. I started Chicory. I really wish I would have been able to play that before yeah. this episode, <laughs> but it's all right. I knew I wasn't going to be able to finish it, yeah. so I didn't get into it that far. Um, go ahead. No, Steve, I think you got okay. a ton of yeah, things go ahead. to say. I, don't know for... I, do, I do have a good amount. Um, <laughs> just just of things like that I've beaten and cleared out my backlog, which has really been nice to do. Um, yeah, I so I had yet to play the campaign or story mode for Mortal Kombat 11, and it came on Game Pass, so clearly I had to go and marathon it for one night and just beat it entirely. Which, yeah. that campaign... I really thought it was going to be shorter than it was. Um, huh. I don't know if I like it better than, say, maybe 
um injustice 2 um it's oh yeah i think yeah. injustice 2 is miles better yeah um however it was a great time it was lots of fun lots of cool yeah. uh you know nostalgic moments for for some people that play mortal Kombat. um it, it was interesting to see johnny cage fight johnny cage Oh, yeah. And such, yeah. That that was that was kind of fun. And Scorpion and Scorpion was really cool. It was one of my favorites. Um, the thing with Liu Kang, I don't really understand at the end. At the very end, yeah. Mm. But I won't spoil that for a year or so old game. But I don't. Know, I thought it was. Fun. Um, did you, and you only play the main story. You didn't play Annihilation, or no, I didn't do any of the called? the ultimate stuff. Um, okay. But I, I heard that the aftermath and, and so like that thing kind of closes up a lot of those story holes, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I guess the Terminator's in that DLC? That's interesting. Not in the story, don't worry. Oh, okay. They keep all the, the fun crossover characters out of it. That's, that's good for continuity. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, oh, I beat the gunk. That was a ton of fun. It was honestly so like I wouldn't say it's necessarily a hundred percent chill game because it's not. Uh, there are a few minor enemy encounters and then some bosses, as any good any good Metroid of its salt would be. Um, uh, the concept itself though is super interesting because you're you're just a space janitor, right? You're you're sucking up. Similar to if you've played like Slime Rancher, you've got like a gun oh. that just sucks up all the goo and um I don't know. You get upgrades after a certain amount of like collecting these these parts. And it's the mechanic itself is is unique because it when you actually catch on to something, the triggers in like the, the Xbox controller are really cool because it, it feels like you're grabbing onto something because it'll vibrate the second you whatever object goes in the sucker i guess <laughs> i don't know what it's called uh, and uh it's that's an, a weird phrase to put it yeah it's an it's an arm <laughs> right it's she actually has the suck. a mining accident and has to replace her arm with this like mechanical thing and then necessity breeds ingenuity right and so she comes up with upgrades and and you're you're working your way through this crazy planet and the idea is like you're trying to get money to pay off your huge debt that you have um, because the earth is gone. Spoilers. Um, so it was, and it's the dynamic between the two characters is really what kind of drives the plot forward. So um, Fiona Nova, again, uh, like Woo! you said earlier on, shout out, did some great work there. Um, yeah. I, I say like after a second, I did kind of get plotting. Um, like if you're marathoning a metro, I feel like it maybe could get. I don't know. Um, depends on who you are. It is definitely a more laid back game. Um, I don't know. If I had to rate it, I'd probably give it like an eight. It was it was a pretty great game. Um, Not, I don't know. It's higher there, well, than I was expecting. There's charming characters in there. It checks off all the boxes for me for like for that type of game. So, um, yeah, uh, the gun. I know you like Metroidvanias. Have you played Fist Forged in Shadow Tor? I, have I think not is what it yeah, stands yeah, it's, for. It's the one with the bunny. Yeah, I've he's heard got of a it. robot fist. 
Mm-hmm. That game's fun. I haven't uh, beat it. It's kind of hard, but I also have yeah, to check out Metroid one. Dread. But my son owns my Switch, so until I get a new one, <laughs> <laughs> until I get a new one, um, fair enough. I do. I do want to play that game though, and I'll probably catch up on a lot of Nintendo this year. Um, you played I think Guardians, we, though, right? Yeah, um, I played some more Guardians, mm. and I played some last night, even. Um, I fucking love that game, dude. I'm surprised I'm not, I've not beaten it with how much I've played it, because there's a lot of game there, apparently. But uh, yeah, Anytime fun. I play that game, it's never, it's never like, oh, I'm going to play for like 30 minutes. It's like three or four hours I'm playing that thing at a time. Um, and I just like exploring and like going around the ship and talking to people, but... I'll get into that later. Um, I played a little bit of Elder Scrolls Online is what I was going to say, finally. Hey. Uh, getting back into that, and I, I don't know. I really like that. I created a new character for Blackwood. I, I, I bought Bro. all the... I got all the ones <laughs> caught up for the expansions, you know? So uh, I'm excited nice. to jump back into that because I've been itching to play an MMO. Um, and we picked that, the best you know, one. I, I, I was going to say, like, that's the one I don't fall off of as easy, right? Cue like, Eric rolling his eyes. I know, right? He says, of course, of course. Uh, it, it's so hard for me, Eric, because the classic combat, it bores me, right? Like, that's the only thing. Like, that's, that's why I was so excited when Guild Wars 2 came out. It was, like, this new, fresh, like, action combat Bruh. stuff. And... The, combat's, the combat's better, and ESO is better than fucking combat in the mainline sc- elder scrolls game so I, yeah i agree um and also the writing is always great in that so uh mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of good storylines I, I i'm sure i have more other like other games but I'll, I'll pass the torch to eric here and let him have some room what i played this past week so i don't think we last episode we didn't talk about what we played but i think by then i completed the halo infinite campaign and while I like the multiplayer a lot for Halo Infinite, the mo- the campaign, it kind of reinforces the fact that I've this this uh excuse me this opinion that I've had ever since we started um Halo Explored, and that's that the the Halo games they really don't have great story in them to be honest. Um, I I disagree, but I, I was going to talk more about <laughs> the campaign um in our top five because spoilers it's on my top five. Yeah, we'll we'll get there, but uh, I I enjoy what they tried here. This kind of felt like um, so I do like how how it it's an open world. I do like how open the game is, but I kind of felt like it just was didn't reach the potential just yet. I felt like maybe later on when they do like expansions, maybe yeah. they're probably gonna do that. They could fill that out they can a lot refine of it. Yeah, the, the, that they'll refine it a lot better because I think this is a good uh, like building block on it because what they have there is pretty good. But I don't think it's enough just yet. And the story I kind of felt was like was just uh, yeah, it was whatever. I do I like the weapon. The, the weapon was is a I like her a lot. Um, I didn't. I, I don't want to get into spoilers really, but like I don't like how the whole thing with Cortana wraps up. And mm. um, that's really all I want to say. But I I I am excited to play more of the campaign in the future. No, when they add like expansions or whatever, I'll play it for sure. Because, you know, Halo, the gunplay is great and everything. So there's that. Um, multiplayer-wise, I've kind of fallen off on it. I Multiplayer shooters, I really don't play much solo unless I'm playing with... I really enjoy more playing with friends, so there's that, really. When Forge comes out, Eric, we should we should do some cool stuff in that. That'll be... Yeah, it's true. Because uh, I know, like, over the... I don't remember exactly when they added it, but they actually finally added, like, 
separate playlists like Social Slayer yeah. and Fiesta and stuff like that. So that's good. A step in the right direction. I just feel like they need to do more work on the multiplayer um, game mode wise. I think the the base gameplay is there. It's just that they need to work more on like the features, basically. Oh, more maps. That's all. Yeah, more maps, anti-cheat. more game modes, anti cheat, like you're saying there. And anti-cheat. I've heard that <laughs> Big Team Battle is like broken right now. I haven't played it in a while, so I don't know what's up with that. But I yeah. couldn't get on it last time I played. Well, so I don't know what's going on with that, but I can Not- I can talk to that in just a second with the Big Team Battle. Um, you end up loading into half-made lobbies usually. Yeah, yeah, that happened to me. It's not great. Um, okay. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've, I had like four people on my team against a whole, a whole, a whole team, oh, that, and it was like, terrible. what the fuck? And we made it last too long. I was like, why aren't we just losing? Let them fucking win so we can get the fuck out of here. The option to forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so my basically my honeymoon phase with Halo Infinite is over now. I'm starting to see more of the flaws and stuff in it in there. While it's still a great game, I do. I do think there should be more done with it, and I can't imagine how this game would have been released a year ago originally. So there are good stuff, but there is also some stuff that still needs work on it. So there's that. Um, I've been playing more SMT Five. I'm I'm slowly getting towards that. It's not a game that I'm really pushing myself to like complete, really, because the story's just not there. It's honestly just like battle after battle, and eventually does get tedious and boring to me, honestly. Um, so. I'll just get to it whenever I get to it, to be honest, if I, if I ever finish it. It's something that I guess I'll play whenever I want. Um, hand, I wish I could play it in handheld mo- mode more, but the performance of that is just not, not great in handheld, to be honest. So it stopped me from playing in handheld. Um, so there's that. I'm not going to really go too much into that. And then for some stupid reason, I don't know why, I fucking downloaded Final Fantasy 13 on Game Pass. Uh, and I've been playing through that. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why the fuck I, I did it. I was like, I want to play 13 too, but because I, I played that before and I actually liked that game. But I was like, let me actually finish 13 since these games are enhanced on the new consoles or whatever. 13 is good. It's uh, it's okay. It's I, better I, towards the latter half. Um, I've played it before on PlayStation Now up to Chapter 9's boss, and I couldn't get past the boss there. So now I'm, I'm at Chapter 9 now on Xbox. I haven't reached the boss just yet, but um, I've been... I guess enjoying it a little more. The combat system, honestly. I wish I was more active in the combat system. Yeah, because honestly, I, people are anyone listens to this. I know thirteen people are like love or love it or hate it now in return of the combat. But uh, auto battle just basically does most of the work for you, to mm-hmm. be honest. And I feel like I have no reason to interact with it other than changing like the tactics, yep. basically. So, I'm, I'm gonna try and finish that and see how how it is. I, I do want to like finish it and like get like a final opinion on it, but. Honestly, at this point, I'm just like, I just want to play 13 too. I want to get, I want to get to there, <laughs> but I want to finish 13 so I can get like the whole story. So there's that, and that's basically it. Um, obviously more Final Fantasy 14. The raid series came out last week, so I'm just doing the raids every week for that. Um, nothing too big on that right now. They're just waiting for the next major patch for that where they start the new story and that. So I don't remember exactly when that's coming out, but whenever that is, I'll talk more about it there. So that's all I've been playing. Um, my playing list is pretty short. Just a ton of Halo Infinite. I'm still playing it. I'm still playing it every day. I'm level 68 in the battle pass. I'm gold <laughs> six Christ. in ranked. Um, I'm getting all the items in the mm. new winter contingency event. That's awesome. I'm popping off every once in a while, and it's very gratifying. 
and I finished the campaign over the the holiday break too, which I'll talk about when uh, we go to our list of games later. Um, after that, uh, Pokemon. I finished the main story. I'm doing the post game. I'm rematching the gym leaders, and they're very, very hard, like very hard. Um, yeah, I remember seeing the leaks of like, because uh, I looked into the leaks about the pre-release and whatever. People were saying like, yeah, the there's like post gym, post elite four gym rebattles, and they're a lot harder. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting, but I haven't gone back to the game since. Yeah. then. Yeah. I I've made it to the. I'm going to Snowpoint City from what I remember, but I just haven't gone back since. That's fair, but um, um, otherwise I've I've been I tried to like hunt for shiny Pokemon um the other day. It's it's a chore. And it's something you gotta dedicate your time to. But I want to do it because I've never successfully done it before. I, I will do it. Um, and that's those are the two games I've been playing. Unless you want to count Yu-Gi-Oh, I've been playing the actual card oh, game yeah, hey. a lot. Yo, but, have you have you seen the stuff for that Master Duel thing coming? Master out yet? Duel, yeah. That I mean, cool. I I hope they don't fucking nickel and dime you for that game because that's what kind of turned me off on Duel Links. Nah, I love bro. I love Duel Links, but like you have to put so much money into that game if you I mean, want to actually be good, and it's really annoying. It's like real life, dude. You gotta put you gotta put it done. Yeah, I know, but like I wish they would. I was talking about it in our Discord chat a while ago. I just wish they made like a Yu-Gi-Oh RPG where like you start from basic ass cards and then you like play duels against the NPCs and you get better cards over time. Like you work your way up. I want a game like that again. That is fun. And so I I downloaded uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Tag Force on my Vita and like I haven't played much of it, but I was like, this is what I want. Yeah, it's not like yeah. this is what I want. If you want, if you want a card-based RPG, Eric, just go back and play Chain of Memories. It's amazing. Oh man, best Kingdom Hearts <laughs> game out there. Oh. Well, we'll get there eventually. If we plan to do that Kingdom Hearts <laughs> playthrough. I'm skipping that shit. No, <laughs> I'll play it. I don't. I don't yeah. hate it as much as other people do. I, we, I like the PS2 version because you can we'll break that, that game so much. We'll put, put it that in the shit on easy. And... <laughs> See, no, I play every Kingdom Hearts game on the hardest difficulty. I'm like, I fucking love this. Oh, oh, oh god, oh, I don't play boy. any game on the hardest difficulty. So, thank you everyone for sharing what you've been playing over the holiday break. But now it's time to get to the good stuff. What do each of us think is our game of the year for 2021? Um, and I'm sure we all got multiple candidates, which is why we're saying our top five. Mm-hmm. Let's do, as usual, go in order. Um, I decide that Steven will go first. What's your number five pick? My number five. Now, as anyone knows, when you're compiling a list of your children, <laughs> uh, it's very hard to pick favorites, right? I wish I had children to relate. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, there's only two, and it's an equal tie. So uh, that's not how my game list is. Um, <laughs> spoilers, uh, they're all number one. Um, no, uh, number five, because I actually switched around the numbers three or four different times here on my list until I was happy with it. And I don't know if I'm still 100% happy with it, but here we go. Uh, the Artful Escape. And, you know, and this one only is lower on this in terms of an actual video game, right? Because I understand it's more of, like, an interactive experience than in a video game, per se. Because the only thing that's there is you're holding one button to play your guitar, to shred, which is amazing to see and hear and interact with, like, some environmental stuff. But as a game, you know, like, 
you know you're walking from left to right basically or right to left in some cases um soundtrack is amazing in that game the visuals you know there were times where I, my mouth was hanging open because and i didn't even realize it uh someone walked in on me and they're like close your mouth and i'm like what do you mean <laughs> um and it doesn't happen to me very often for visuals i'll say that so um they're just the things they show in that game and the 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 really positive reinforcement and messaging it has in that game um i i, I just keep thinking about like what um i just keep thinking about what that means in terms of myself and in terms of what we can we what we can show of ourselves going forward it's 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 basically self-acceptance right um because he deals with a lot of imposter syndrome and a lot of like trying to live up to something that's not his his preference but you know uh even his peers pressure him and but he kind of just fights back against a lot of that he does fail which is which is a lot of why I, I think it's a relatable story is like he does have pitfalls a lot throughout so um as far as like narrative goes and like i don't know i think this is the most well told and concise of the ones that i played uh as far as like getting to the point um and doing it i guess respecting your time every every second i spent in that game was uh was just a joy so if you like music like rock music and i guess kind of like space opera sort of things it's definitely up your alley i think so um yeah that, that, that's a that's a good game steven um i played it that actually that i guess i probably should i think that was probably since the last podcast would have been in my what i've played but yeah that's uh i think there's a lot of moments in that game where i was like holy shit like this looks amazing because especially when you're like shredded on the guitar and the environment around you is just changing behind you yeah there's some some stuff like that um with like a lot of super colorful, vibrant lights and stuff like that. Um, I actually thought it was a little too long and that was like my main problem with it. Um, it I mean, it's pretty, like it is a short game. Right. Um, but I thought, I, I felt it was, it drag, it started to drag on a little bit near the end. Um, maybe one concert too much, but maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause you know, you're doing the same stuff over mm-hmm. and over again with at the, at the concerts and stuff. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it as well. That's Sam. What's your game? Number five. Well, does Steven, I think Steven had something. If you, um, if you remember the recording booth, that was probably my favorite part. Sam is what I was going to say where, where he's talking him through and like it switches between his perception of what he's lying about and the reality, right? Like, and he catches on to him, right? The, the one spider guy, right? Did you go and talk to yeah. him? Oh, oh, yeah. when you're on like the talk show. Yeah, oh, yeah, the talk show, sorry. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, that I do remember that. Yeah, that right. was pro, yeah, that was probably the best part yeah. of the game. Uh, um, that was wild. And then you're, you're number five, sorry, I interrupted. My number five is also an indie game. It is not Annapurna. It is a game that was robbed at the Game Awards for the first time indie award. It's Forgotten City. 
man, I there there's just so much to say about this game, and I don't want to say a lot because if you say pretty much anything, it can ruin the experience for you because the whole point of the game is just like figuring out what's going on. Um, but there's just so many small details, and so you can tell there was so much like love put into this game. Um, and it's just so interesting to like start to unravel what's going on and use the time loop to your advantage. Like I restarted the loop so many fucking times, uh, and I got all the endings. Um, and that the the endings are what I think pushed this into my top five because there's a game, uh. Deathloop, which is like my number six. I'll just say that right now. But like, the only reason that didn't jump over Freon City is because the ending of that game is garbage and did not land at all for me. Um, but ever all, I think it's four endings of the Forgotten City. All four endings landed for me. I like them. They're all like, they're all unique enough um, to keep it interesting. Um, one was like absolutely batshit crazy, and I fucking loved it. Uh, but yeah, um, and obviously it's got the boost from being a, originally a Skyrim mod, so I got that got that love for it. Um, yeah, Forgotten City number five. Eric, which Final Fantasy is your number five? Which Final Fantasy is my number five? <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, maybe Final Fantasy eight. Oh, but just kidding. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, so uh, this list is like ever changing, to be honest, because even just now it's changing up some stuff. So I really, I don't know if this is my definitive list, but at my number five, I do have Tales of Arise. And um, so I wasn't really, never really played Tales before this game. Um, I just really got into it because all the hype that it got earlier. Um, friend of the show, Frank Furter, he's like a big Tales fan, apparently. And like, I tried playing the demo and it turned me off a bit. Because it didn't really explain how the combat worked at all, but I, I just chalked it up to being a poor ass demo because it like kind of throws you in the middle of the game basically. And seeing all the hype it got and all the reviews that it made it look good, I decided to like basically dive in and try it out. And I think it was worthwhile. Um, it was a pretty fun game. Um, it's like an action RPG. Um, it, it seems to me from what I've heard, it's like a bigger Tales game because like all the other ones didn't really have as much of the budget this one did. And I had to say it was a pretty for my first Hill game was pretty good. Um the second half of the game, the story is kind of I wouldn't really say it's the best part. But like the entire first half was pretty was pretty good. I liked some of the characters, they're pretty um fun. Um the voice acting in this game is pretty good, like there's some notable voice actors in there, like the main character is uh, Ray Chase, who also plays Noctis in Final Fantasy fifteen. Um the other character, um, Shion, she's uh, Erica Limbeck, I believe, who plays uh, Futaba in Persona 5, Jesse in Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I know she's like in a whole bunch of other stuff too, so like she's like uh, up and coming, like voice actor, so like, I'm starting to hear her a lot more too, so. A lot of JRPGs you'll hear, you hear her, so. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I guess that's my number five so far. I don't really have too much to say about it because, like, you know, JRPG um, story is mostly the big part of those. So, I don't really want to go into that. Those, Eric, real quick. I wanna... So, I wouldn't say it's open world, more like open areas, basically, mm-hmm. where you're just going from area to area and they're, like, more open. Um, combat's pretty... I like the combat a lot. Um, I, some of it is... Um, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it because, like, some of it I wish... I really don't know how to explain this because each character basically has specializations in different stuff. They can 
excuse me, and different stuff they can do. And so, like, your main character, Alfin, he can, like, um, he has, like, a flaming sword he can use. He can use him to do, like, big damage to enemies. Um, Shion, she's good at taking care of, like, flying stuff, etc., etc. And so, like, I-, I like the way that each character has specializations, but I feel like at, at times, like, you're, you kind of have to wait for a certain character to be off cooldown to to attack him. Like, I guess it's, it's half and half on that. Um, but the one... When they're in battle, they are very chatty. Like there is a lot going on in battle, and they they talk a lot, and they sometimes repeat the same stuff over and over again. So you might that. hear especially, that again on my list. Oh boy, <laughs> especially especially stuff that you already know. They're like, oh yeah, Shion could take care of flyers, and I'm like, yes, I know that. I've played this game for like 25 <laughs> hours already. I know what she can do. You don't have to remind me. And then, uh, yeah, and then like bosses. I feel like after this, after the like the first main area, the bosses especially are like HP sponges. It's like when you're in normal battles, you can like stagger the normal enemies and like do combos against them. Bosses, not so much. They ha- they really don't stagger that much. They're basically HP sponges, and it's really annoying because in normal battles, I played in hard mode because the combat just felt too easy. But then when you go to bosses, it's like it's just way too hard. So they like drop it down to normal. So it's like the balancing on that was a little weird. I didn't really enjoy that part, but it was still a great game nonetheless. And I'm interested to see the next Tales game because I've, from what I've heard, I think it's been like five years since the last Tales game. And they usually put out Tales games a lot from what I've heard. So interested, interested to see where they go from here now that this is like also like the most popular Tales game there is. Um, Thank you. My number five is Persona 5 Strikers, because that's a quality-ass game. Um, soundtrack bangs, presentation bangs. It's very consistent with the PlayStation game, except it's on a Switch, which is, like, pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, well, I played on PlayStation that. <laughs> okay. Um, the characters, they still got so much heart. The the little computer girl, I, I forget her name. It's been a while. Sophia. Um, Sophia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, her her story like is it packs a punch and I'm I'm very surprised um the quality of that of her writing. Um otherwise it's it's just a fun time and it's a miracle it runs on the Switch because there are all these particle effects and a bajillion enemies and you're fighting all of them at the same time and it's crazy, but your game still manages to I mean your Switch still manages to display it all. Um and yeah, I don't have much to say about it. I just had a really, really good time playing it way back in, like, what, February? And yeah, it was, like, February. That's why it goes into my number five. Steven, number four. Number four. Okay. <clears throat> I'll try to keep this one a little bit shorter, as I know my five was longer. Um, Psychonauts 2 was my number Woo! four. And it deserves a special place on this list, even though it was snubbed at a lot of different places. Um, I... Art style. It, art, style, art style, the boss encounters, the whole, the whole levels basically being based on like psyches and different um. I guess issues they were having with them, and then changing after the fact, right? Um, making um. Just making. Incredible decisions to um. As far as like um inner character writing and uh, quips and things like that. Uh, I genuinely laughed at different parts in in the game at the writing and 
It's uh, funny, man. Felt for him and his family, right? Um, uh, that was interesting to see more more sides of that. Sorry, um, like a closer look at him and his his actual family, which that you know they're part of the circus, essentially like a roaming circus. Um, each have their own unique thing, and it was cool to see the relationship between all of them develop a little further too. So, um, the the twists. Never mind you, or were really cool. Um, I I want to say I expected the twist, but I didn't. Um, the the big one towards the end. Um, uh, I'm not gonna go into spoilers. I w- I wish we could at some point, right? Uh, for some of these, uh, there's a lot of things to talk about in terms of like, in terms of what it means for like, is it gonna be the last? Uh, psychonauts for probably for a while i would say granted this one yeah. took what like 15 16 years to come out so yeah this was like originally uh that kickstarted um it's something similar to it. i think i forgot the name of it i think it was like fig or something like that yeah um i don't know i just i really enjoyed this i'll say like the only thing that puts it to number four is that it, a lot of the things that it's doing in terms of like actual mechanics and things like that are are similar to what we've seen. Um, they are polished, um, but it's not. I think the strength of this relies on the art style and the level design for sure, um, and 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 writing, I guess. But maybe the gameplay mechanics fall a little short for me. Um, I do like some of the upgrades and some uh, like how you would have to switch and things like that, but. A lot of times I did I did kind of feel like it would get tedious during boss fights to try to switch to different things um, in, in all the hecticness uh, for some of them, especially the cooking one. Um, I love the cooking I one. Lo- I love the fight itself, and I love, like, the actual level design, and, and that was probably one of my favorite ones where you're, where you're having to, like, you're on this game show and you're, you're preparing food for these judges from different things, and all, I don't know, the food talks, and, and it was... Probably, yeah. probably my favorite level for that for that game. Um, uh, this one's number four, and it's on the list because I think in terms of like level design, it it, it knocks everything else out of the park. Like it, that's the strong suit of Psychonauts, and I really wish mm-hmm. someone would have given it some kind of award that was. I mean, maybe we'll see more at like um, like dice or something because there's a lot of cool stuff. In terms of like developer specific that they I hope they get, um, yeah. It just again it's it's sort of more of a niche thing, right? Double Fine often works in that space, and I I wish I was hoping that this would propel them a little more forward, and I think it has, but maybe not enough for some people. The the gameplay is what held it off of my list. I just don't like the way it feels, like the way the platforming feels. The cooking level was almost threw me over the edge because i was just getting so frustrated with some of the platforming the platforming yeah yeah um like it's still like it's definitely better than the first one but like playing it immediately after the first one i was like wow this is this doesn't like it doesn't feel like the upgrade it should have been i guess for like like i know it's a small studio i understand that but it's also been what 15 years you said 20 years something like that i remember they were like 16 um, but yeah it's yeah with the, with the regards to the platforming 
I don't think many games get 3D platforming correct. Uh, no, you know they don't. It's, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, um, Mario Odyssey comes the closest as of late that I can think. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that, there's a lot yeah, of the camera issues like, and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's difficult, but I I do like I said, I, it belongs on my top five. Mm-hmm. Game number four. Oh, my number four is was also on my list. I don't know where it was on my list during the halfway through the up uh, the halfway through the year episode game of the year so far that thing. <laughs> um, it's Life is Strange: True Colors. Yeah. Um, I actually, me and my brother were hanging out in the basement a lot this past over the holidays since he's home. He was home for the holidays and he was playing on his computer and it just made me realize how much i really loved it um as i was sitting by there watching him go through it um i just easily she the uh, alex chen is my favorite character from the life is strange series now um she she's like trying to fit into this trying to find a home because she's an orphan she's always been trying to make people happy instead of like focusing on herself you kind of go through that throughout this whole thing um and i know i said in the in the game of the year so far that i didn't think the landing uh or the the ending landed as much as i wanted it to i still think it wasn't as good as it could have been but watching my brother play it again i was like wow i like i i liked it a lot I think uh, I think I liked it a lot more watching it um, a second time. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's a few moments in this game where it's just like I like broke down. It, it it's just a great game. Um, it's a great experience. I recommend it to everyone, um, even if you don't like these types of games, because I think this is the probably the best one of these types of games. Um, it's the best Life is Strange game. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of surprised it's not higher in my list. Yeah, it's only um, number four. Yeah, but there's three games that just absolutely blew me away this year, so. All right. And th- this, is, this is the fourth one that blew me away. I think the top four are, like, really solidified in my mind. I think once I get to five with the Forgotten City, it's a little, like, questionable. But, yeah, um, absolutely loved it. And the side characters are great, again. Um... I think it was, I don't want to say it was Don't Nod. I don't know. The Life is Strange series in general just keeps kicking ass with its side characters. I think it has some really good side characters for the main character to play off of. And and the power is just super interesting. The power, it's, I, I think this power is way more interesting than time travel because like time travel is super overdone. Um, and I mean, the second one, you had the force, so. Yeah. <laughs> not much said to be about that. I need to not much to be said about still, that, man. I it's good. I'm hit like or miss, end, bro. That was my favorite ending. I will say the second one had my okay. favorite ending. That might push the, me through because I was like, series, I was but, like, where is this going after they got dropped yeah. off by the the hitchhiker? The, well, yeah, the guy in the car, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So you're only in like episode two, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just kind of fell off of it pretty hard, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Eric. it starts kind of oh, slow. Sorry. 
Number four. Well, a game that someone here already mentioned. And that person is Gaff at Persona 5 Strikers at number four. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed this game. I liked how when it was first announced as a Musa, I was like, a Persona Musa? What the fuck? I don't want this. But then I actually fucking played it. And holy shit, does it not feel like a Musou at all. It feels it feels more like just like an action adventure persona game, to be honest. Like they they incorporate so much of the persona elements in this game that I did not feel like it was a Musou at all. Um I I enjoyed how we got to see the cast again in the story, like after the events of Persona 5. Even though it's a little weird because they don't mention the royal stuff, and that's a weird thing that Atlas does with games, because they did the same thing with Persona 4 where Persona 4 Arena didn't mention any of the golden stuff, but then the sequel to that game, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, did mention it, so it's a little weird on the timeline of where this game places so far, so I don't know. I don't know much about that, but I, like I said, I enjoyed seeing the cast again. I enjoyed the the gameplay. The gameplay was more Persona than um, Musou, like I said. Um, the characters are great. Like you said, um, Gaffs, Sophia is fucking amazing. Um, Zankichi, the police officer that, that oh, yeah. accompanies you, he's looking great as well. Um, I also just like love seeing how the characters like kind of grew over time that we saw them from Persona f- uh, 5, yeah. I was about to say Persona 4 for some reason, but eh. Um, I also love how small spoilers, they let Riju say fuck. Fucking love that part. Oh yeah, he, did. he does. <laughs> yeah, because in Persona 5, they just have him, they don't have, they don't have him ever voiced the word fuck and like in this game they did it i was like holy shit they actually let him fucking did it they actually let him uh say it so there was a fun moment like that um me being the person i am i got the platinum for this game um kind of the platinum kind of made me not enjoy the game as much as i did because it was it was a little <laughs> grindy that's for sure but i was like nah I'm, I'm close i'm gonna get this fucking platinum so i did but it is a pretty bullshit platinum i am gonna say that's all <laughs> but i got it and uh yeah, number four. Enjoyed it. Waiting to see what's next for the Persona 5 cast, you know? Maybe, like, one more yeah. game, I assume, before Persona Can't 6, wait. something like that. Casino like Royale. That. Casino Royale, Pers- yeah. Persona yeah. 5, Casino Royale. Yeah, there's that. Number four is Strikers. My number four is Psychonauts 2, for all the reasons that Steven said when he said it was his number four. Love that game. It's super funny. Um... Made by people that just love video games. Uh, again, I'll shout out to James and Elise Willems, their cameo as the the rich couple that just wanted a baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and the way that little story pays off is like super hilarious. Um, I I I think the gameplay is tight. I I disagree with you guys. I I really like the platforming and the abilities and um what the upgrades do to them. Um, story. Uh, the writing of the characters themselves are I really like the story. Um, is I'm a bit harder on it because I think the story. Um, for example, like you go on a quest, and then to fix that quest, you go on another quest inside their mind, and so like, the objective is like buried like three layers deep. Um, at times, and then I forget what's what's happening at the very top layer. Like I forget why we're even here in the first place until we're actually mm. like, um, arrived back. Um, but otherwise, I just had a real joy um, playing this game, and that's why it's my number four. I like the doppelganger that you have. That's, oh yeah, that's probably my <laughs> yeah, favorite. That's so power. funny. Um, 
And it was yeah. uh, voiced by the same person who in, in voice. Uh, was it Lim or Gur? Uh, Gur, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Gur. Because uh, uh, Zim, Zim is. Uh, voices, yeah. Um, uh, Rasputin. Rasputin, yeah. So it's kind of funny to see the, the two play off each other again here, even though I can't get it in Invader Zim anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, number three. Number three is Halo Infinite. It right. hits. So it was the, this was the hard one. This was the hardest one between like three, two and one, right? These, these, this is really where it starts getting like a, like a fist fight in my mind. Um, sheer playtime. I think I've played the most out of any, any of these games. Oh, Halo Infinite, oh, yeah. um, by far, um, multiplayer like I still play multiplayer like almost every night, man. Almost every night. Uh, you invite me, Jesus, man. Right. Rank, ranked with my brother. That's the thing, and that's probably why you don't. I mean, unless you want to play ranked, man. The invitation <laughs> is open. <laughs> it is a sweat fest. And I haven't even touched rank that game. Equal yet. parts enraging and <laughs> elating because well, you have to touch it if you want to complete the challenges, right? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, the battle pass I couldn't give a shit about, to be honest. Like, um, oh, and I'm not oh. sure that that's a unique opinion, but oh, contraire. I know, right? <laughs> um, I I just love playing the game, man. The, I the gunplay, I haven't played gunplay like that. I was trying to decide in my head which one was better, Destiny 2 gunplay or or this gunplay, and eh, I I don't know, I, I really don't know, and that's that's saying something because, um, the the kind of work they put in to make it just feel tight and everything feel like it should, um, and responsive, I I, I don't know. The only thing I wish was some tuning on the guns as far as like. As far as that aspect goes, I think some could be up, some could be down, but that's more of a live service game thing, and that's not necessarily a knock to the actual gameplay itself. Um, some of the guns just feel too weak. Some overpowered, um, and yeah, some just kind of weird, like the the plasma carbine. I don't, I don't, I don't like that in multiplayer. Um, I'll never go for that in multiplayer. However, that being said. Multiplayer, even though it was the the largest chunk of time I played on the game, uh, I probably spent thirty to forty maybe hours on campaign. Right? Really, that's a long time. Huh? But you know, I did a lot. I well, I played on higher difficulty, and I kind of suck. So <laughs> I'm good at the multiplayer, but not so great at the campaign, which was kind of weird to me. But um, I played it on heroic, uh, and I I thought it was pretty damn difficult. Uh, Oh yeah, and maybe that's yeah. where I think it could use a little tuning, as far as like, I don't know. It kind of felt like I was playing legendary at times on previous Halo campaigns in heroic on this one, if that makes yeah, those, sense. Those jackal snipers, bro. Yeah, uh, it was it, certain things. Like other times, like yeah, I felt like I had some breathing room, but um, and maybe this is my fault because I didn't go after all the upgrades before doing a lot of the stuff. And completing the campaign so that's probably my bad um like especially the dash apparently you can get invisible like when you fully upgrade the dash so 
that would probably really help. Um, and I didn't realize that until after the campaign when I beat it. So yeah. it definitely helps for a certain boss fight in a tight room. Is all I'm gonna yeah. say. Yeah, uh, that one. I've never come that close to throwing my controller than in that fight with like Esherim, uh, the second phase particularly. Right. Oh, I'm not talking about that one. No, I'm talking about uh. Oh, you're talking I about. The, I don't want to. I don't want to get the spoilers. But the other you need one. The Stonar for right, basically... right, 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 right. Oh yeah, as well. The yeah. other one that was interesting that I had to kind of cheese. Um, yeah, that one was fun. I thought I thought it was a fun fight, even though the the chieftain was bullshit. But um, yo, brute chieftain in this game are yeah. so bullshit. Um, they take so they're not this, even fucking bosses, but they feel like bosses. No, that's never to mind this to say the skulls. I'll say I want to go back and play this campaign multiple times. And that's that's a pretty damn high compliment for me. I usually don't like revisiting games, uh, campaigns. So uh, I, maybe that's kind of what Halo is, though, too, to be to be kind of fair in that aspect. Halo's always kind of been replayable in terms of campaign, um, in my mind, at least. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like this campaign would probably work better with co-op because you can yes. like feel it throughout the game. It, that it's made you can cool, but yeah, it's you not can, there it's got that like sandboxy almost far cry design for some of the the places that you go in like you can approach it from multiple different areas different equipment loadouts it was I, i'm almost sure it was designed for co-op in mind uh, until they had to to um delay the feature so but um story I'll say it's one of the better ones, right? I think it's one of the better of, of the stories of Halo. Um, because, I, and maybe that's less the actual what happens and more the writing and the inner character development yeah. that happens. Um, because what happens, I'm not sure if I'm super excited in general about it. It's kind of whatever. Um but I really gave I gave a shit about Master Chief and his humanity, right? It really, and I guess maybe that's what three four three did in four, right? They really spoke more to the humanizing of the chief, and uh, I don't know. I I just I really appreciated that they took the time to do that. I wish they would have given more time to the pilot, um, to be honest, because he's kind of like bait. <laughs> You know, he, he turns from this, like, defiant, scared person, which is normal because he wasn't a soldier, right? To, like, bait later on, which I guess sort of spoilers, but not really. Um, and it, it was just kind of... That part of it was disappointing after that really high peak that you have with him on the hill. Um, and he just kind of breaks down. Um, and I wonder if that's something that was put on the cutting floor, right? That there wasn't more more to that or more to that little character progression than than would have been there had they had more time i guess i don't know who can say uh i the highlights for me were the characters the writing um and the set pieces and just going from it was just fun to play it right was, mm -hmm. i i kept thinking about like like there was a, a couple mornings where i would hop on just for like 30 or so minutes before I go to work just to use the grappling hook 
and throw the freaking plasma cells at brutes just because that was one of my favorite things to do plasma cells <laughs> made some of the encounters uh not only manageable but fun right you yeah some of the equipment is really really take i think to 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 newer heights honestly for in terms of what you're doing in the game um and i think that's why it makes it for my list number three Damn, shout out to the, oh, sorry. Shout out to the grunts in this game, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I didn't even say that. Dialogue. Yeah. So Every dialogue is, is 10 out of 10. Sam, number three. Speaking of dialogue, Guardians of the Galaxy has some of the best dialogue out there. And that's one of the reasons. It's my number three. Um, I haven't laughed so hard at a damn game because of the writing. Like, I, I laugh a lot, like, because I do stupid shit in video games, but, like, because of the a right, like, the actual writing of the game has not made me laugh as hard as this one probably in a long, like, I don't, I don't know if I've ever laughed this hard at a video game writing. Um, it's just so well done, the, the constant banter between the five characters, um, is fantastic. Um, this is, it, it's my, this is my Guardians of the Galaxy, I like it more I like this rendition more than the movies. Um, as much as I do love those movies, um, this game is fantastic. And I mean, it came out of nowhere. This game was announced this year, or well, technically last year, and then released last year, like five months later. Um, yeah, yeah, I had such a good time playing this game. There's so many like genu genuine character moments throughout. Um, I like care about each one of these characters, even Groot, even though he's just a tree. Um, I still think Dra Drax is my favorite like voice performance of the year. Um, besides maybe Alex Chen from Life Strange True Colors. Um, Gamora, oh my god, Gamora is so much better in this game than she is in the movies. Um, what else? Uh, I can't. There's one moment in this game where I, I lost my shit, uh, but I really don't want to spoil it. Fight a certain alien, and man, I, w I was hype. Um, I don't know if Steven's got there or not. Um, and the music. Oh, God, the music. Um, a nice mixture of like actual 80s music with also like an original like band like they 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 had a band make a bunch of fake 80s music for this game that's actually said good. this on the podcast before <laughs> and it's like it's good music it fits right in with the like it feels it fits right in with the with the uh like licensed music um that they have throughout and like you have your when you're on the ship um you have like a like a computer or like a I don't know. There's an interface where you can change the song. Jukebox, um, basically. So you, yeah, jukebox. Jeez, that's the word I was trying to look for. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and you can um, you can change it to like any of the any of the licensed songs, and you can change it to any of the original songs that were written, like the original rock songs. Um, and, and yeah, man, the music just absolutely slaps. Um, sometimes I would just sit there and listen to a song while I was on the ship. And just like not try not to 
like activate the next cutscene or something just so I could listen to the rest of the song. Um, as far as like combat goes, like I liked it. I liked the combat. I feel like a lot of people shit on the combat, but it was like fun. Um, it was really fucking easy. The game was. Um, I I think I wish I would have played on a harder difficulty, but, but um, I just played on normal and it was really easy. Um, but yeah, I liked being able to like. You don't. You only control Star Lord, which is fine because you can. It, it's like Mass Effect, where you can tell tell your companions to use their abilities. Some of those are um, really cool, can, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they can. You can uh, kind of have create different combos, like um, when you use different abilities, different characters' abilities together. Um, I think each character has four abilities, if I'm thinking correctly. Uh, um, I believe so. Yeah. Or they have, they might have four and then like an ultimate or something. I can't remember. Um, but they have four or five abilities each. Um, I I like the combat. Um, it obviously wasn't like it doesn't feel the best combat wise, but whatever. Um, I, I had a damn good time playing, uh, fighting everything. Uh, in the game, the costumes uh there's so many like i i still think spider-man does the cop like spider-man uh ps4 does the costumes probably the best out of any like um superhero game um but this game i think is a close second when it comes to costumes um there's they're littered throughout um uh, make, make give you a reason to kind of explore the levels to collect the costumes um and there's some that are really cool. There's a couple that I was like, eh, whatever. I don't really feel any way about. Um, yeah, I absolutely had a blast playing it. And I think if it was a little more polished, it probably would have been up a spot or two, even into number one. Um, but it has that Square Enix love mm -hmm. where it's jank sometimes <laughs> but yeah a little bit well, well speaking of Eric is what's your next one what was that Square Enix my turn my turn no it's uh Psychonauts 2 at number 3 okay nice. we've already nice. talked about this game a lot but uh yeah I saw like uh I, I kind of went through like a, a Psychonauts binge I guess this year it wasn't really a binge it was like a couple games but played Psychonauts 1 on the Xbox, uh, played the VR game. It was like it was like a four hour thing. It's not too long. And then played this, and I got all the achievements in this game and stuff. And just like you guys said, like all the writing, the um, is like pretty funny. Like 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 I said, the, the jokes are funny. Like the one I always go back to is like you're talking to Raz's dad, and he's like trying to practice fire magic, and um, Raz like tells him like think of something hot, and then his dad's like oh like your mother, and I'm just like. Just I laughing do. at that constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like that one got a good laugh at me. Um the the art style is great, like the creativity of each like mind they do is like great. Like I, I I still I'm still baffled how this game didn't win best art direction at the game awards. Like there there's just like uh, like someone said on a podcast I was listening to, like they were on some drugs making this game because like some of those worlds <laughs> <laughs> are, are crazy like there's literally like one world that's like is psychedelic drugs basically yeah fuck yeah 
So yeah, I'm not gonna really go into too much because like you guys already talked about it. But yeah, that's my number three. Psychonauts two, great game. Number three, it takes two. Um, most innovative game of all year. Um, for obvious reasons, a lot of people don't like the writing of this game. I disagree. I think the the husband and wife, um, how their relationship is portrayed, is is very good. You feel like the 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 rift between them, and how they're slowly trying to learn how to be friends again and, mm-hmm. and learn how to love each other again. I I really liked it. Um, a lot of people complain about a certain scene that happens in the middle where the characters apparently do something very awful and just despicable, but. I think I think the point of that scene is is well comedic first of all and Ooh. and because I think we've well, talked about it before you can say what it is okay the elephant um yeah. you don't think think they're being monsters but no like they're, they're trying to be human again and they have to do this unfortunate thing plus they can always buy buy her a new elephant in the in the end um, yeah I, people take it way too seriously I, that's what I mean I like it's a it's a it was a a concept right they're not killing an actual elephant they're they're voodoo dolls basically so i don't know oh, it's still one of the most fucked up things i've ever done like, absolutely. It, 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 absolutely yeah it makes you feel terrible but <laughs> and the ending um i've mentioned it really really got me like extremely close to crying and um where the characters end up in terms of their relationship to each other i'm i'm perfectly satisfied with it and otherwise gameplay like everything about this game is super fun it's always keeping you um on the toes because they're changing the concept mm-hmm. every every level i love it number three steven number two i just want to give a quick shout out because that was my number six um and it was only six because i didn't beat it and i don't think i played enough of it to give like m- my serious opinion and weigh against the other ones so um <laughs> that being said uh i i think the mini games are some of the the most like co-op fun i've had this year i i really i really like the mini games um of course i played them with my my 10 and 7 year old so like we're all just we're we're just giggling laughing trying to beat each other's scores and like the whack-a-mole one uh t- particularly of note um was just we spent like almost an hour just playing that damn mini game, um, trying to beat each other's scores. Uh, yeah, um, the I'm gonna finish that game. I think probably I'll restart it honestly with like a pal, you know, like a good friend of mine, uh, to see if it hits different, right? Um, uh, you know, because when you're playing with a kid, it's like they don't understand a lot of the the complex issues and concepts that are going on between the, the two characters so and, and it might be a little too close to home for, for my boys but uh um that that really it helps when a story has something that you can latch on to and something relatable um and and i'm in a situation where that does apply so the fact that the i, I i've spoiled the game for myself basically i've seen a lot of the endings and stuff or a lot of part of the ending and um People have spoken about it enough that I've heard a lot of the spoilers. So, um, I wasn't. I think it's more about the experience from what I've played. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that one because I really, I really think it does belong on mine, at least a mention, and then everybody's list. Uh, in terms of like 
innovation in gameplay and how how you can play with another person um yeah uh that being said games i didn't finish uh guardians of the galaxy was my second one um this this was you know and it's hard to say i really tried to to put away my recency bias for this one um but I, I I couldn't ignore the fact that I spent on three different occasions more than four hours playing this in in a play session, right? I couldn't put it down. Uh, whereas other games where I'm like, I gotta do other things. I've got to I've got adult shit to do. This game, I was like, I ran behind on laundry, you know, all the it's like I'm playing <laughs> you know, I, I took two like I took a weekend and it was just all playing the game. Like it was you know, maybe eight, I want to say 10 to 12 hours for two days playing this game straight. Like, that's how much I enjoyed it. And the writing and and the actual characters are so much better than the movie portrayals, I think. Um, Star-Lord is maybe questionable, but again, it's just Chris Pratt in the movies. So, like, what can I really say about that? Like, I can I can debate with you guys about their portrayal all day. It's um an interesting conversation. Yeah. We won't we won't get into that. Well what do you Starler than games way better than fucking did you, Chris Pratt, whatever. Yeah, I was gonna he is. He's better and he has more uh a complex personality versus the um the movie portrayal, in my opinion. But um as far as like artistically, I don't know if I like the Star Lord in in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone outside, oh, I prefer the design of Thor. that hair. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I and his jacket's sick. His jacket's so much better. He definitely is like movie. a metal head, right? Like a, a metal '80s head, yeah. like in his fashion design and things like that. Um, it's interesting because I could go back and forth between those two, but uh, the other cat, uh, part of the cast, I, I definitely take this iteration over. Um, I think it does the comics more justice in in that sense for a lot of these other characters. Um, I think the only one, and it's hard because I think you're not supposed to love Rocket Raccoon. I think he's supposed to be annoying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and that was hard for me to wrestle with in terms of like I'm supposed to enjoy all my company that I'm having with these characters, right? But he's supposed to be like a curmudgeon, basically. So uh, shout out he's to that. Creating, right? He's creating conflict within the yeah, group. He's yeah, there for a purpose. Um, I think uh, I think the character designs. Uh, Lady Hellbender was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. that whole planet. Is she the one that? Is she the one who looks like Cassandra from uh, Assassin's Creed? Yes. Yes. But she's, <laughs> yeah. but she's blue. Yep. Yeah. I like, <laughs> as I first seen her in, the, tra- in, the, tra- in yeah. the trailer, I'm like, that is like one for one Cassandra. <laughs> yeah, that's um 100%. But you, she just has red hair and blue skin. Or not blue skin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's blue. Yeah, okay. Um, it, Bluish gray, I guess. It, that, that whole part then and the concept was, was well designed, I think. Um, as far as like standout parts go, I it's hard to pull one, right? Uh I do think uh um I think that the the time period it's set in is really interesting too. Because they'll make callbacks to certain things that you're like, 
I kind of know what they're talking about, but also unless you've read all the comics or unless you've like, unless you're deep into that lore, you, you're kind of just on the fringes of, well, this is kind of what's going on, but I don't know exactly the plot. And that kept me going as far as like exploration, right? Um, so you, you pick up these little collectibles, which was one of my favorite things to do so far in the game is you pick it up, right? And then you put it down and then someone will walk in like Gamora, right? And uh, you'll have this in lengthy conversation with the different characters on the ship. Uh, and I haven't had something like that, at least that I gave a shit about since probably Mass Effect 2. Um, and that uh, maybe that's a cheap, cheap way to look at the game and kind of, oh, it's kind of like Mass Effect 2 in that sense. But it, it is. It's very Bioware. Yeah, and That's I think why you're on something. There. I love it. Like, so. It's very old Bioware, right? Um, mm -hmm. Before this, um, you know, Andromeda, before all of that. So maybe that's kind of where I, I latched onto. But really, really the writing carried this game forward, like you said. Um, I laughed multiple times. I'm not finished. I, I think I'm maybe a little over halfway through the game. Uh because I had to play other games like Halo Infinite when it came out, and uh, I got sidetracked. And I came back and I'm like, wait, why did I wait so long to play this damn game again? Uh, yesterday, actually. So um, I, I I can't wait to finish the game. Um, yeah, you haven't you you definitely haven't gotten to the best part. Then. Uh, there's some crazy stuff going on with the plot. I'm I'm super interested to see. And that's the most I can say about every game this year I've played. This is my favorite story. So <laughs> this is my like actual story wise. It's I'm most interested to see what happens next than any other game. So um yeah, I I think as far as like the press it got when it first was announced, people thought it would be rough. People thought and it does have some rough edges. I ran into some where I couldn't continue. Like when you're doing the huddle, uh they would just mm. sit there and they wouldn't say anything and they would just stare at you oh, and the wow. music's playing in the background. So it was kind of funny, but um, I had to re reload never, my last checkpoint, but I never ran into anything like that. I just ran into like, you know, but, well, I didn't really run into like bugs really just like janky movement. Sometimes. It was but, like, yeah, that, I was going to say like star Lord's movement, right? It's a little bit stiff. I guess is maybe the right word. Yeah. When you are you playing mouse and keyboard or controller? Oh, Wait, guys, I think we should move on to number two. Yeah. Um, um, next person. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's it's a great game, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sam, number two. My number two is it take two. Man, what a game! What a what a fucking game! Um, the level design is great. It's constantly changing. You're you don't get too bored of what you're doing because it's. I already said it's constantly changing, uh, and just you have you have to work together, man. And it's so cool, uh, all the platforming, having having to like use your different tools and abilities. Um, and you know, you never have the same ability. Each your each person has di a different tool set that you have to use uh, and work together. Um, can My let favorite each other was die. when it turned into essentially Diablo or Minecraft. Dungeon. Yes. That part was awesome when it turned into a fucking isometric RPG. Oh my god, that was fucking sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was dope. Um, and then uh, 
I think this game, so with that, it reminded me like Kingdom Hearts 3 is constantly doing like trying to like add feet, like gameplay elements and stuff throughout the game. But then it just like pops up a tutorial every time it like introduces something. It's really obnoxious when I'm like fucking seven eighths through the game and I'm getting a tutorial like how to play the game. Like it's fuck off. Like <laughs> I should already know how to do everything in the game. Like I shouldn't be. I don't need a pop-up. So, like, and this game does that so well where it's, like, introducing new things, but it all you don't have, you don't need a tutorial because it all, like, kinetically works the same, like, within the system of the game. Um, the mini-games, man. Fuck those mini-games. My friend kicked my ass at, like, every single fucking one. I think I beat him in one mini-game, and I don't even remember which one it was because I think he beat me first, and then we played it again, and I beat him. Um, yeah, I sucked at those mini games. Uh, but yeah, I liked the writing as well. Um, but I were I really wasn't in it for that. I was in it for the gameplay. I thought I I, I think from a gameplay perspective, this game is super tight and just super innovative. Really fun. Really really fun. Eric, number two. Number two, the only Nintendo game on my list. Uh, not my list, but my top five. Metroid motherfucking dread. Woo! If you if you told me like last year that Nintendo would put out a 2D game for $60 and it'd be it'd be a hit, I'd be like, you're crazy. But I was wrong. This game's fucking great. Um I've only did one playthrough. I want to go back and play it again, but there's just so much to do right now. And this this game just got me even more hyped for fucking Metroid Prime 4, to be honest. Because like I fucking love how this game fucking plays. Like, it's so smooth. It's so fast-paced. Um, I love how just Samus moves throughout, throughout the entire game. Like, she's so powerful, yet not, not, not slow and bulky. Like, I don't want to say, like, Master Chief, but, like, kind of <laughs> like Master Chief. Because, like, even though he has a grappling look, there's still, like, a, he has, like, a little, like, weight on him. You know what I mean? Samus is yeah. just, like, agile and just, like, can, like, move circles around you while just kicking your ass. And I fucking love it. Um, the music in this game not so memorable to be honest, but like just the fucking I I loved how I I love how there's a how this game is um how am I gonna fucking explain this I love how this game is diff is fairly difficult but in a fair way which is why I say fairly um <laughs> <laughs> like at times you will get your ass kicked but like when you get when you get it down like when you get the pattern down you know what to do it clicks and you're like okay. Now I'm getting the hang of this. And like that final boss, oh my god. Took me a couple attempts to do it, but when you get it down, it feels so fucking satisfying. It's so great. Like, if you haven't played this game, you gotta fucking play this game. This game is fucking great. And I can't believe that fucking 2D Metroid is back. I just want more. I want more Metroid now, man. Like, Nintendo needs to put out that Prime trilogy this year. I need a fucking trailer for Metroid Prime 4 again. This game was fucking great. One one day we'll get it. One day we'll get it. Trailer or anything. Mm. Yeah. I, I need like I need more Metroid. Like I don't I don't understand how this game how this series went un unlike appreciated for this for this long, man. Like Metroid usually doesn't sell well and like that's a big crime. Yeah. I can't I, uh, I, I'm, I'm like interested to see like what the sales are for this game when Nintendo does, does their financials because it had to sell like at least three million, right? It has to. I hope so. I hope so. So. I need I need more Metroid. This game is so fucking good. Cool. Hopefully they can put the trilogy, the Metro 
Pokemon trilogy on Switch. No, honestly, right? Please, Nintendo, right? please. My number two is Forza Horizon Five because it is the most video gamey ass video game of all time, and I love it for it. Um, it's pure dopamine, and I it, even though I haven't played it since like end of November because I had to play Pokemon and Halo, mm. like I I can't I can't understate just how much fun Forza is. It's the most beautiful game of the last generation, in my opinion. Uh, in terms, of, if if you're looking for photo real, photo realism, then go no further than Forza. Um, cars, I love. I like. I like cars. I'm a very amateur car um, enthusiast, but uh, wait, that's the that's that's an oxymoron. I I'm an amateur <laughs> car liker. Um, fan, you're a fan. <laughs> yeah, God. Um, so oh, seeing cars, I think are cool. And being able to drive them when I can't, I'll never drive them in real life. That's awesome. Um, Xbox, thank you for continuing this game. And I can't wait for what Playground does next. Um, Steven. Neither can game I. Game of the year. Fable. My game yeah, of the Fable. year. Um, <laughs> I want... wait, no, whoa. We're not doing honorable mentions or nothing? Not gonna I was, like, I was uh... about to say, uh, Forza Horizon falls oh, okay. on my highest of honorable mentions, I will say. All right. Um, but for all the same reasons you said uh it's just fun and i don't like driving games so that's they continue that and it's polished and mexico is great so uh my game of the year um yeah this i don't know what takes it it's death's door it's death story. That's whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, I keep thinking about this game. Anytime I'm playing some other game, I it's a it's a little bit of Zelda bias, so I'll say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zelda being my favorite franchise, I think kind of helps it a little bit. And I haven't had a top down, I guess, semi isometric, uh, link to the past sort of style, um, game in a while since Link Between Worlds. Uh, and it filled that uh, spot at the right time. It came out at the right time. Um, the the music uh, is beautiful. Uh, it hits all the right notes at the right time. It makes you feel epic and spooky at times and sad at times. And I don't know. The game made me feel for a crow, which I didn't know I could do. Um, and a pothead, which... I just, I would like, he offers you soup, which is one of my favorite video game moments this year. Like, from his own head, he, he pulls a ladle out, scoops it out of his head, and offers you soup. I was like, okay, this is something special, this game. Um, uh, the, the boss encounters, I want to call out the frog fight. Uh, the frog king, I guess. Uh, so clever. Uh, just tough enough, right? To where you're like, okay, I know I can do this. This was my fault. I'm going forward. Kind of like that Dark Souls thing where you, you sort of get that itch to go back and beat it, even though it's kicking your ass a little bit. Um, each area feels like great, like cool and different from the last one. Um, the controls were tight. The combat was tight. Um, I had a dream about this game outside of playing the damn game. Um Wow. And, and it didn't overstay its welcome. I'll say that. Uh, out of all the games this year, I think this one, I wanted more of it, but I felt like it 
accomplished what it needed to in the time that I had with it. So, uh, never mind the hundred percent, which which I will go and do because I just love the game and and how it plays. But uh, yeah, Death's Door is my game of the year for last year, without a doubt. Sam, honorable mentions, and then your game of the year. Well, I have one game that I want to shout out as an honorable mention, and that's fucking Scarlet Nexus. Man, that game is fucking (laughs) wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, And it doesn't give a fuck that it's wild. It is great. Um, The combat is really, really fun. I will say that. Um, If you're looking just for a game with a great combat system, Scarlet Nexus, baby looking for a game that has coherent and um easy to follow writing don't play this one maybe maybe <laughs> play kingdom hearts because i think that makes more sense in this game <laughs> at some points yikes uh, <laughs> the first kingdom hearts all right that one's a little easier to follow um yeah that's really the only one i want to shout out because we've already talked about psychonauts um obviously i like ratchet and clank a lot um oh and hot wheels unleashed Fuck yeah! Right. Had to be just, just the fact that the, just the fact that that game exists. I'm just happy. Um, but my number one is also Death Store. Oh my god! I had such a blast playing this game. Um, everything Steven said is correct. The frog, the frog, ugh, the frog king fight is. Yeah, he, I think it's my favorite boss in the game. Um, it's just really creative. Um. There's only one boss in the game, which I was just like, this is fucking nonsense. And that's the snow, the abominable snowman. Oh, I know that God, play was yeah. Complete bullshit, made no sense. I don't even know how I beat it. I, there's, I felt like all the other ones had a strategy to them. I never figured out if there was a strategy to that fight. Did and pull so off any of the secret ones, able to beat the him. secret techniques to beat the bosses? Did I look them up? No. No, did you pull off any of them? Like... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. With the pot lady? For the, yeah. the, the, the pot lady and the, and the frog king, yeah, yeah, I did both of those. Um, I forgot about those. Yeah, it, that that's also cool. There's, like, kind of ways that you get achievements if you do it, too, uh, which is cool. Um, yeah, snowman, snowman fight, bullshit. Um, and, yeah, art direction, oh, my God. There's one boss fight in this game, which is all black and white, and it is amazing. Um, and like the little side characters, like Pothead, and when you the, meet Death, ah, uh, the oh, un- Undertaker too. No. It's kind of cool. Like <laughs> the what? The Undertaker, like the the guy yes. who tends to the graves. Yeah. Yes, the the the, the grave digger or whatever his yeah. name is. Um, yeah, he's great. Um, all the little crows in your office, um, kind of being dicks to you. <laughs> A little bit uh passive a little bit passive aggressive. Um yeah, I can't say enough about this game. Um I have several of the songs on my in my Spotify. I f- absolutely adore the music in this game. Um and yeah, I think it's I know we I talked about last episode how much I like Link's Awakening, uh the remake. And man, this just scratched every every itch there and like I think this is way better than Link's Awakening. Um, just from considering Link's Awakening's kind of old game, and you know, 
pretty there's some moments where it's like what the fuck am i supposed to do there's not any in this game it's pretty easy to figure out like where you're going for the most part there's a couple spots you might get lost but like i don't think you'll be looking for a guide or anything no i never um, had to which was nice in this game yeah um and i never felt the need to look for a guide it's like leak awakening i didn't look for a guide but there were moments where i was like i wish i didn't commit to not looking at a guide for this <laughs> game uh but this one man i yeah i think like a lot of people say this year was like kind of weak and there was no masterpieces or whatever like i completely disagree i think this is yeah. a 10 out of 10 um, this year this year was a great perspective. year for games yeah i i I think this probably would would have been my game of the year for the past. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not last year. <laughs> I was about to say, but then I forgot Final Fantasy VII remakes a thing. Mm. Um, that was fast. So, um, but yeah, Death Store choice ten out of ten. Sam approved. Eric, uh, say your honorable mentions before you say the game that I think we're all gonna think you're gonna say. <laughs> honorable mentions to Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Don't need to explain hey. it. It's a trilogy of fucking great RPGs. There you go. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. That DLC, short but sweet. And call a shout out to that. Don't need to um, play that. What? Oh, I still need to play I that. Said, I still need to play that. Yeah. Uh, Near Replicant remake of the original Near. Great music. Uh, I think for I think I would like Automata a little more than Replicant, just because Replicant to get all the endings that is a little repetitive, but there's that. Um I, I do want to call out Mario 3 World and Bowser's Fury, specifically the Bowser's Fury part, because that was fucking great. And I can't wait to see what they're gonna do next with the fucking uh the next 3D Mario game. I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with it. But anyways, my number one game of the year is the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. No, I'm just kidding. It's oh, of course Jesus. Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Of course it's fucking Endwalk, Final Fantasy 14 Endwalk. Like, if you know me, you know me. And I don't have to explain this again. Like, I'm not gonna really go much into it. It's the Avengers endgame of Final Fantasy 14. Like, it's it's a whole buildup of like 11 years of story being wrapped up in this one expansion. Like they they and I say they do it pretty well. There, there are fucking hype moments. There are fucking moments to make you want to cry. Um, I really don't have any anything else to say. Like you get so invested. Um, let me rephrase that. The benefit of this game being an MMO is that you get so like you you spend so much time with these characters that you get invested, and that it pays off for sure at the end of this expansion. And it could be a little bit of turn off if you're trying to get in because that's a lot of hours of gameplay. Like, um, I think I have like over. I believe the last time I checked it was like over 700 hours of gameplay, just the game alone. But that's not just story, that's other side stuff like the raids and stuff as well, but... I, I would say like this is one of the best Final Fantasy stories in, in general. And maybe when the servers eventually go down one day, I hope they can make like an offline version and like streamline it, because this, this is a game that people have to experience. Like, yes, it takes a while because it is an MMO, and like there sure are a lot of like filler and padding and stuff, but like... When when the highs hit, they are they definitely hit, and I I'm pr I'm glad that I stuck with this game as long as I did because it was definitely worth it in the end, and I'm excited to see like where they're gonna take the story now. Whenever that next major patch comes out this upcoming year, I'm I wonder like if it's gonna be like a smaller scale scale story or if they're gonna start building up a new ten year long 
saga or whatever. So shout outs to them, to Yoshi P and his team at Square Enix because they did a damn good job at this. And music too. Fucking music's fucking fantastic. Awesome. And then to end it off, my game of the year. Or actually my honorable mentions. Um Super Mario Party, most amount of laughs I ever had with my friends um all year. <laughs> Um, I forgot to mention that. I played that, got my ass kicked by my parents. <laughs> that shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time someone uses the warp block, um, it's it's been me, like, four times out of, like, six. It, it's not even funny. <laughs> God, is, that a, so is that a dishonorable mention for you, Sam? It might be. <laughs> I only played one game of it so far, and I... Uh, Got my ass kicked. My shame mention. That's one I want to play, fucking but I didn't play it. So. Bullshit. So, my game of the year, to no one's surprise as well, Halo Infinite. And like Eric with Final Fantasy fourteen, I've talked about it ad nauseum. Um, it's fun. It's, it, Forza Horizon may be the most like polished video game I've ever played this year, but Halo Infinite has given me the most joy and just like childish happiness um all the year um especially because i just finished the the campaign and the story for me is number two oh. um uh, behind halo 4 if if the plot if the actual plot structure was right. much stronger then it'd be number one but what carries this game on its back is the relationship between chief weapon and i am including the pilot in in as a trio um, the roller coaster that these three go go through in terms of how they feel about each other is is incredible, and Chief is given the most characterization, or all, as much character characterization as he's ever been uh, rival with Halo Four. Um, yes, Steven? I'd like to say that the weapon is a very well rounded character, and I appreciated the sass that she gave to Chief. Um, in in when it was definitely justified to do so. I just wanted to say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the weapon is like the standout for me in this game. I fucking love the weapon. She's great. And yeah, Chief, like it's no spoilers, but after events of Halo 5, like he's trying to trust the weapon and he, he wants to he wants to be uh her ally and friend, but he he doesn't know if he can ever do that again um after what Cortana did. And um with good reason. I feel it. It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I feel it in his voice acting, which is incredible considering you can't see his face. Um, how the story ends, um, it's not the way I wanted it to end. Um, and they're going to use the excuse of this is a platform for the next 10 years, which is unfortunate. It's, it's a setup, basically. It's sequel. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, sequel bait, but it's not, you know what I mean? DLC bait, I guess, is more better to say. So remind me in a year or so, and then maybe we'll talk about the, the State of Halo Infinite again, and maybe. I'm hoping a year from now it's going to be like even better than it is now. If it's not, I'm be really sad because that, yeah. that has squandered potential. Agreed. Um, yeah, this like like I mentioned earlier, like they, this world feels like a building block. Like I feel like they're gonna add more onto it. Please, please. Show um, me what's happening with Blue Team, please. Oh, fucking please, yeah. Yeah. Music top notch. Uh, it's a team of composers, but one of them does music on Ori, and Ori is uh, like ten out of ten. So. Music, I can't gush enough about it. Yeah. 
Shout, fucking shout out to that multiplayer music. Like I fucking ever since I played the fucking uh, the flights, I was like, this fucking soundtrack fucking slaps. What uh? What about the sound effects? I really like the sound effects, like the when you collect an upgrade or when you unlock a fob. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Boo, do, boo. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, boss fights hard as hell. Um, not to the point of me wanting to break my controller. Sorry, Steven, but mm. um. They were, they were indeed very challenging. They finally nailed boss fights after 10, no, over a decade of fucking them up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if Halo can do it, maybe Assassin's Creed can do it. <laughs> I doubt it. Fuck, but I hope so. Hopefully. Um, and as a lore person, like, there are so many, like, tidbits here that just, like, that, that know how to get me, man. There's, there's no spoilers because it's completely out of context, but they give a shot. They mention Samuel, um, yeah. who is the first the first Spartan to ever die in the Halo canon. And it, to me, that just goes to show that the writers behind this game, like they care about Halo and the universe and all the history behind it. Um, so that that's part of why I got so much out of it. And one of Master Chief's final lines in the game, I predicted what he was going to say, and then he said it. And I've never laughed harder out loud in a game out of like just just pure joy. So Halo Infinite, yes, it is incredibly flawed. It's, it is not perfect. There are many reasons why um, you may not like this game, but I love it, and that's why it's my number one. All right, nice. And that wraps up our our little re not little at all our our recap <laughs> of twenty twenty one. Uh, may 2022 bring tons of more games tons of more joy tons of more happiness um despite all the the dumb stuff that's going on in the real world um next week i think we got a pretty a bunch of cool ideas coming up in the yep. coming weeks we're trying to do a fantasy critic um that'll be an episode um predictions for what the year is going to bring us that'll be another episode um and me personally, I, I kind of want to do uh, a year in review for each of the big three as well. Um, that's my own personal idea for an episode. But anyways, this has been episode 39. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube. Leave Which now like has shorts we... on YouTube. The... Shorts. We're Eric gonna do... put out a short. One, yeah. one short so far, but yes. Yeah, Eric put out I'll a short more, surrounding yep. the, the Final Fantasy 16 delay. And that was very good. Shout out to Eric. Um, thank you for following us through this our our first year, and let's hope twenty twenty two brings even more success. Um, until then, it's, I've been Gaff with Stephen, Sam, and Eric. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye, hey guys. Happy New Year's. See you next. Oh, let's say.